Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man back. He's a friend of mine and, more importantly, the former uh, DOD chief of staff, and he's a really smart dude. It's Cash Patel. Cash, how are you? Good to see you. Hey, Joe. It's great to be back on the show. Thanks for having me. Let me tell you something. Meeting you in person was a thrill for me the, the other day at Mar-a-Lago. Really, really good to see you in person. It was. It was, a, it was a pleasure, and what a wonderful event for Police State, the film. Uh, let's, let's start there, mm-hmm. because here's what people ask me. And, and by the way... I was so honored to play the national anthem. I was surprised by the reaction. Everybody went nuts. That was awesome. And, and, well, it was, I mean, you're, first of all, Cash, is it me or is that building? That room itself is $18 million, isn't it? No, no, it's $12. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not paying attention to anything. I mean, you might as well just show down now. <laughs> I mean, I grew up in Palm Beach County on the other side of the tracks. I wasn't on Palm Beach. But um, uh, when you go from the intercoastal yeah. to the ocean and you've got like 20 acres, Nice. And just the acreage is worth $100 million, I mean, probably more than that. It's, and then you have the building, for God's sakes. That whole thing is so stupid. We'll get into that in earnest in a second. But we saw the expose of what you and I have been talking about for a long time, what Bongino and, and D'Souza and I have been talking about for a long time, what people out there know for a long time. We are under lock and key. We did, I, I, let me ask you the simplest question. How on earth did we get here when it comes to being a police state? It actually has a simple answer. They, the government, hates Donald Trump. And the second he announced and came down the escalator and saw that he was a serious threat, not to American democracy, but to the swamp monster's way of life, they started going after him. And when you allow that illegal behavior from these government gangsters, and it's not a Republican or Democrat thing, it's a get Trump thing. It's now going on near a decade. And we've seen the effects it has not on just our national security, our economy, but look at what they're doing with the courts of law. And what you end up as is this police state style version of American justice. And I'm putting that up in huge quote marks because the D.C. swamp machine wants to take back what Donald Trump destroyed, which was the corruption in our government. I want to admit something. I was kind of naive early on when he came down the escalator with Melania. And I was naive because I really didn't think that the other side would play dirty because I didn't think they, they took him seriously. Was it that moment where they said, let's get this fake dossier going when Hillary Clinton started, you know, funding and financing all this oppo research that was actually illegal, the way they were getting the FISA warrants and everything else? Was it that moment or did did something happen on the campaign trail where they said, oh, crap, this guy's for real? Well, it was a combination. It was that moment plus Donald Donald Trump's, um, you know, explosive popularity shortly thereafter. And then, of course, the front runner was Hillary Clinton. And we now know for a fact, as a result of our investigation on House Intel, that they collaborated with the FBI to create this police state, to go after a political enemy, to lie to a federal judge, to unlawfully surveil a president of the United States, and all of which was validated by the DOJ inspector general and special counsel to say there was no lawful basis to ever, ever, ever surveil Donald Trump or any of them. So that just can't happen overnight. But I think to me, that's when it started and it's never stopped. It's Cash Patel, fightwithcash.com, fightwithkash.com. 
you know, I, I'm with you on all of that. We know exactly what went down. Here's my problem, Cash. Mm-hmm. Comey's out there selling books. He's on the book tour, and he's tweeting stupid things on, on X all day. You've got McCabe, who's out there on CNN or MSNBC making a bunch of money. You've got Strzok, who's still out in page, who are still out there acting as if they did nothing wrong, and they were trying to protect the American people. You and I both know they all, everybody I just mentioned broke the law, big time. Hillary Clinton broke the law. Mm-hmm. Everybody's fine. Why isn't anybody facing the music? And that was one of the hardest parts of the Trump administration when we tried to get this out. We had to educate half the American public that this happened, that this wasn't a right-wing conspiracy. And look, Joe, I think I know we don't have accountability overnight in this country, but I think we've made monumental progress. What you just said, now the world knows to be the definitive truth. The people that reject it are just lying, like Comey, Strzok, McCabe, Page, CNN, and the New York Times. But they know it's the truth, and they know they rigged the presidential election and tried to do it again and again and again in the form of Hunter Biden's laptop, the 51 Intel letter, and we can go on and on. So I think the key lesson there for right now is we've caught them again and again. We've caught them rigging presidential elections, and now what we have to do is win the next one and go back in there and literally just clean house with accountability for these government gangsters. Cash Patel, former DOD chief of staff. He's an incredible mind. Uh, I, I've got to ask you a simple question, then let me elaborate if you don't mind. Uh-huh. Why won't they do it again? <laughs> and, and here's what I mean. We just saw an election where a bunch of Republicans should have won, and they didn't. You've got a really weak uh, RNC chair, in my opinion, in Ronna McDaniel, whose uncle doesn't you know, can't stand Trump. She tries to separate from Mitt Romney, but I don't think she really can. When it comes to supporting Trump, she just said, yeah, well, if he's the nominee, I'll support him. It's mealy-mouthed when it comes from the actual RNC. Conservatives, America first, those who believe in MAGA, we're all behind the guy. But if you don't mm-hmm. have the establishment behind him, they're not going to inject the kind of money that needs to be injected in these down-ballot down races to get the kind of support out of Republicans. So what do you, what do, you do about that? Do you agree that, that we probably should look at somebody else to head the RNC or not? Well, yeah, you look, this is a results-oriented business, and it's nothing personal, but nobody made them do that job. They volunteered yeah. to go do it, and by the way, they make millions of dollars doing it, yes. representing our supposed conservative values. And if you lose, you're out. It's like pro sports. We're not going to pay you to lose. We're not going to pay you millions of dollars to watch our conservative values get lit up in uh, flames because you want a rhino establishment class. You care more about the unit party and getting back into the way things were and yes. used to be. And those are the results that gave us Comey, McCabe, Rosenstein, Ray, Barr, Esper, Gina Haspel. The list goes on. This is why it all, in my opinion, comes together in the central point that is D.C. And I agree, there needs to be leadership changes across the board because we just haven't won. There's no red wave. We've got a slim majority, and we need Donald Trump now more than ever. And what they hate him for is he changed the Republican Party, and they are just desperately trying to go back in time. And it's not going to work. It's Cash Patel, fightwithcash.com. Go follow him on Truth. That's the only social media he has, at K-A-S-H, over on Truth. They cheated in 2020. The way they cheated was by by massive, unsolicited mail-in ballots. We had no way to verify who they were. We had, They stuffed the ballot box. And, and again, if you can't verify where these came from and you count them anyway, and by the way, Cash, as you know, many states did not make it lawful to do mail-in ballots. In many states where they counted them, it was against the law. The, the state legislatures have to make those rules, and they never change the rules. Not one judge in 61 cases would even hear it. So why wouldn't they cheat again? They got away with it last time. Why not do it in 24? 
They're rigging elections again. They're just doing it differently. They're learning from Russiagate and how not to get caught. They're learning from 2020 and 2022, and they're going to do Russiagate 27.0. If you don't think that's accurate, then you haven't been paying attention. And what we need, the and this circles back to everything we've been talking about, what we need an RNC for, a powerful RNC, is to be dumping money into campaigns to go out and ballot harvest and teach our local level grassroots folks in places like Michigan and Minnesota, Nevada, my home where it's, you know, where all this stuff is legal. This yeah. is how we're going to win elections that coupled with donald trump's agenda 47 and showing folks the way forward is what we need to be spending money on not going out there and going on cnn and giving an interview about how you lost us the last three election cycles and how you want to personally attack one of the rnc can excuse me republican candidates yeah. while also giving a million amount support of donald trump hey you're not supposed to talk about any of the candidates of course except when you're on cnn and you want them to do your dirty work for you Right, it's Cash Patel. Cash, um, 91 uh, counts, all these indictments. None of them holds any water. Alan Dershowitz says maybe one slap on the wrist charge where, where Trump allegedly on audio tape is showing some classified something to some reporter and said, I probably should have classified this, I didn't. Even though he could be holding up a napkin when he said that. We have no idea even what he's holding up in that audio tape. Everything else is specious, fallacious, BS, for lack of a better term. Uh, and then we go to, but they're just trying to tie him up in court, obviously. But then we go to New York. In New York, we've got somebody uh -huh. who did not allow for a jury trial. I just had Alina Haba on. She said, no, we wanted a jury trial. Yeah. The judge decided we couldn't have one. Right. The media has lied about that since day one. Uh -huh. Then you've got Letitia James, who claims she did not run to get Donald Trump. <laughs> we have all the video of her running to get Donald Trump. Yeah. Cash, what am I missing? Is there no oversight, even in far left-wing liberal New York, that can tell a judge, look, you can't be in this case, you hate the guy, and tell James, you can't charge this guy, you're to do this? No, they suffer from the same complex that so many in the media in America does, which is they just hate Donald Trump so much, forget the law, we'll break the law, we'll make new laws that aren't really laws, and we'll just make an exception to the rule to the exception, and we'll just say, as long as it gets Donald Trump, it's okay. You can have an attorney general campaign on convicting a person before any crimes are ever charged, you can have a judge who is so in the bag that he's shown his bias that he should be recused, who has a uh, law clerk who's sitting with him doing the work after she has broken the canons of ethics and the rules of ethics and illegally contributed to um, Democratic campaign associates, and this judge knew about it and kept right. it on staff. You can do all of this. Nothing's going to happen. The media is going to get their disinformation narrative. Ooh, Donald Trump is a fraud. And that's the only thing they want. They want the headline. It's going to get reversed on appeal. Right. We don't have that kind of time. Well, I mean, what Lena told me the other day, I didn't even know, and I follow this very closely. They decided before the, the, the trial started that, that he lost, that he committed fraud. Yeah. They literally said, no, no, you committed fraud. Let's see to what level. Exactly. What? How, how, is, how is that? Because, you know, you and I have talked about this a lot. The defendant in any case, civil or criminal, has all the advantages. Uh -huh. Innocent until proven guilty. A gag order only helps the defendant. But they've been doing everything the opposite to protect Letitia James and the, and the court. I, I, again, it's going to be reversed on appeal. But how do these people have jobs cash? Is there anything that can be done to make sure the next person who doesn't have the resources as Trump doesn't get railroaded the same way? Yeah, and that's what I told the president, and I know you and I and he have talked about it, is this two-tier system of justice. It's not just in the federal courts. It's not just in the criminal courts. It's in state courts, and it's in the administrative state. It's in the oversight investigations we're seeing Congress, which are woefully lacking, in my opinion. These amounts of, I would call it, reckless use of the law 
have now become so everyday mainstay political theater that no one wants to fix them. And the only guy yeah. that wants to fix them is Donald Trump and you and me, of course, and all the Trump supporters. Right. But we don't have the power to do that right now. What I remind people is now that you guys are being educated on what we've been talking about for years, I'm not telling you I told you so. I'm telling you if you don't want it to happen to you and your parents and your neighbors and your friends, then we have to put Donald Trump in the presidency and we have to sweep out leadership across the board in the United States of America, not just in Washington, D.C. They are seeing the effects of it in New York and Georgia and elsewhere. And more and more people are saying, wait a second, I might not like Donald Trump, but he is getting railroaded. And yeah. that's not the United States of America I want to live in. What bothers me, Cash, when I watch these Republican debates, and it's going to be one person short, Tim Scott just dropped out. When I watch these debates, and you see someone like Chris Christie, who I guess is mad that Trump didn't give him a job. I'm not sure what his problem is. <laughs> but he literally says in the same debate, I'm the only former U.S. attorney on this stage. And then he says, Trump is going to be fighting for the next year and a half to keep, his, to keep himself out of prison. He has an opportunity right there to say, as a former U.S. attorney, I see what's happening to this guy is wrong. And it shouldn't happen to any American. He doesn't have to support Trump's candidacy. But how disingenuous is it to have somebody who held that office of U.S. attorney, which yep. is a really big deal, to not support the, the former president who's facing this incredible witch hunt? That blew my mind. Well, it's par for the course. It's not a Republican or Democratic thing. Yeah. He, as a lawyer, as a head prosecutor of an entire federal district, knows Donald Trump did not commit any acts of uh, unconstitutional uh, violations of the law. And he could come out and just say, look, I don't like Donald Trump anymore. What he did was not illegal and he should not be prosecuted for it. But his hatred and his desire, which embodies everything that's wrong with the swamp, and this is why Chris Christie will never go back to the swamp, because Donald Trump blew it up. And this is yeah. why the RNC establishment rhino classes clawing their way to try to held, hold on to the swamp monster in Washington, D.C. with every last bit of power that they have, because if Donald Trump wins again, it is over forever for them. And the reckoning that you're talking about that we haven't had will finally be here. And they actually know that. They're smart enough to know that. And they also hate this country enough to campaign on lies in political theater. Fightwithcash.com. It's K-A-S-H. It's Cash Patel. Cash, should Trump win again, and I pray he does, and I'm going to certainly push as hard as I can to make that happen. He had four years in the swamp where I think that he underestimated how deep it was, yeah. to be honest. Now he's, ha he's had the years since to see exactly what they'll do to anybody mm -hmm. who's your political opponent. Should he get back in, can he fix it? Can he? What do you have to do? Get rid of the DOJ and start from scratch? How do you fix it? Look, you got to find the right bench, and here's the thing. We have it. We just didn't put him in all last time. We didn't yeah. We didn't lead off with our pipe hitters. We didn't put our starters in. We put in the rhino establishment class of government gangsters, Rod Rosenstein, Chris Ray, Gina Haspel, Mark Esper, and so many others that we ended up firing most of them because they failed. And now we know that. And I'll give you a perfect example. I think you and I were talking about it. You know, people constantly um, question Donald Trump and what he did with the vaccine. Well, listen, what President Trump did with the vaccine was he listened to career experts which you're supposed to be able to do when you go to government for the first time in your life and say, hey, I'm going to listen to the expert. I, I got to stop. I got to stop you because I'm so glad you went here. And, and, and this is it's like you're reading my mind. I've got people that I care for that I think are great professionally, personally and so on who loved Donald Trump and they're now supporting DeSantis. And my question is. DeSantis could have waited till 28, supported Trump now. He would have gotten the push of Trump after Trump's second term that he deserved. And their answer is always just what you said. Yeah. How on earth did he allow this vaccine to happen? And please pick it up from there because, again, he's not a scientist. He's not a doctor. He's not the FDA, the CDC, or the NIH. He was the president. 
Yeah, look, I was deputy director of national intelligence and later chief of staff at DOD. I was intricately involved in not just the Maxine, but Operation Warp Speed and all that stuff. And what do we do? We relied on the professionals. When we wanted to go end a war, yeah, he called us and said, what's the professional move? And then made an opinion decision based on that. And in this instance, he relied on people with over 100 years in the business. And no, had we had the information we have today, would Donald Trump have acted like that? Probably not. But are you going to be ticked off about Monday morning quarterbacking him on something that he made the best possible decision for? Just think of it this way. What if we didn't do any vaccine? What would be what would be the discussion today? Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you, Joe. No, and no, that's that, that's a, no cash. That's a really good point. Uh, forget that we know that these vaccines are harming people. Right. What if he doesn't do any? They would have been riding him for six years now or for four years now. Why on earth didn't he do something? So his pride was, look how fast I got it done. Right. He didn't go in the, in the lab and make the vaccine. I mean, he was just, just the guy that said, get it done. In fact, he said, I got you. And he lied. And Burke said, I got you. And she lied. Yep. And Adam said, I got you. And he lied. Uh -huh. So so all you can do as the businessman who owns the business is delegate and hope that they get it done and that they're not lying to you. And it's, Cash, in your heart of hearts, do you think they lied to him or they yeah. just didn't understand? Because I think no, they lied. They lied. Fauci lied and people died. Look, he's been caught at Congress under oath lying over and over and over again. And this two-tier system of justice at DOJ and FBI with Garland and Ray won't prosecute him. That's why people are also ticked off. We don't have accountability for an individual who single-handedly is responsible for killing tens of thousands of Americans yes. because he lied about the evidence they knew to exist. And that's the kicker. I'm not beating him down because he lied about something he didn't know about. He lied and buried information and then made it political theater because he wanted to go after Donald Trump about the vaccine when he knew, not just COVID origins, but also the vaccine, there were things wrong with it. And had we had that information brought forth to us and told to President Trump, I think he probably would have taken a different course of action. Of course. But I remind your audience, he took, in my opinion, the best course of action with the best course of intelligence that was given to him by experts that he possibly could have. And was it a perfect decision? Of course not. But that's what we do in history. And we can use it going forward the next go round. There'll never be another Fauci. We're never going to listen to another guy like him or Burks or anyone. Yeah. And it's a tough lesson, but that's what we learned so far. I'm so glad that you went there. I mean, a lot of people have that question and that you just attacked it straight on, which is wonderful. Cash Patel, go to fightwithcash.com. K-A-S-H is his name. Go to at Cash on Truth. Cash, it just flew by. Thanks so much for hitting so many <laughs> topics. Let's do it again soon. And really, really good to see you last week. Thank you, my friend. It was great to see you at Mar-a-Lago. We'll see you soon. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Always great to catch up with Cash Patel, former DOD chief of staff. The guy's got great information. He's unwavering. He knows what the answers are to difficult questions. You can ask him anything, and the guy's always going to give you the straight answer. This is why the J6 committee hated having him, and they brought him in for testimony late and only released it after, well, at the very end, which makes a lot of sense because it made him look silly. Keep it here. Another big hour of the show coming your way. Keep it on the Joe Pag Show. This is the Joe Pag Show.